0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hammer bit on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our
1: app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup. With great odds, great promos, and same game multi at PalmerBet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858 858.
0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The panel.
2: That's to me, yeah. yeah It's 10.24 here on SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith-Ricardo in for him because Smithy is course in Australia calling the Chapel Hadley Series and boy, you would have been hating that last night. Our panellists today would have been uh, likewise, I'm sure. Sam Ackerman, good morning to you, sir. Morning, Ricardo. Yep, uh, that was not a fun sporting experience. Not at all. Not at all. And Gerard Cronin, uh, a Kiwi living in Australia, it'd be that much more painful, I'd imagine.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's been uh, quite hard to be around the office, so I've decided
2: today I'm actually going to work from home. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant call. Brilliant call. Uh, Sam, I I don't know, it it feels like, I said earlier this morning, it feels like, you know, teams used to uh, match up against the All Blacks and they'd come out and it was almost like mentally in their heads they were already 10 or 15 down at kickoff. It feels like that's how the Black Caps are whenever we play Australia in Australia.
0: Uh, listen, I actually think a little bit of this is actually l- legit fatigue. This team, well, not everybody in this team, obviously, but the, the Black Caps have been on tour since May overseas uh, playing, uh, obviously, the ill-fated Test Series uh, against uh, against England. But, you know, they've been to all those um, cricketing hotspots like um, the Netherlands and Ireland and uh, playing, you know, real crucial series. Um, and look, cricket is cricket. It's good to get miles on your belt, build internationals, find yourself um, to create resilience or when you're in positions of dominance to work on it. There's lots There's lots to take out of it. I, I just think they've come to this stage of the uh, season where they're a little bit knackered uh, they're taking on an Australian side in Australia where there is a legitimate hoodoo. I mean, when we can all remember the last test uh, and last time we won in uh, Australia being 11 years ago, we all remember it um, so fondly. But the Hobart test, it, it, I mean, it's it's insane. It's a stat that I can't kind of get my head around. It's also, I feel that, you know, playing Australia up in, uh, up in the, the North Queensland in September, I mean, you can't... I think it says a little bit about what the Aussies think about this series as well. New Zealand might come in as world number one. We might have been in uh, regular in the finals of the, of the World Cup tournaments in the in short forms, but they uh, put it in September up in the uh, up in Queensland. It's not even summer. They even wait they even wait to play us in summer, uh, and I think the results show why because they're just right now New Zealand's incapable of of achieving the results against Australia and Australia. I, I can't get my head around it if we, we play them enough times now. It's not like the old days where we'd go on occasionally get a, a nibble to play over there that the Chapel Hadley means we get to play them on a very regular basis. It's it's frustrating to watch uh, to watch what happened last night, very frustrating. Very
2: frustrating. Yeah, I'm not sure about the the naked thing. It's an interesting point, but I mean a lot of those guys, the big names were rested and then brought back at various times in that tour. But what I will say, Gerard is that I think if this Black Caps team has England, India, Pakistan, South Africa, at five for 44 in, a, in, a, in an ODI, they're not losing the game. We somehow find a way to, I don't know, outthink ourselves or, you know, kind of go, oh, it's Australia and therefore, what do we do now? Uh, it, it, it seems to be a real hoodoo. Absolutely.
1: I had one of my friends texting me, Aussie mate, uh, texting me about the cricket and saying, hey, the, the uh, you know, the, we're down to like, you know, five for not much and, you know, things aren't looking great. And in my head, I was actually, as a fan, I've still got my own. Scar tissue from the Black Caps versus Australia, because my reply to his message was, "Michael Bevan isn't still playing, is he?" And so, <laughs> still scarred from that experience. And little did I know that uh, you know Cameron Green and Alex Carey were to come out and basically be a uh, a, a version of, of Michael Bevan in this one to take the game away from us. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a funny thing. If that's the impact that they're having on the fans, uh, I can only imagine how much it's in the head of the actual players. So, uh, yeah, it is a tough one. Also, just wanted to um, just mention, Sam um, just spoke about how they're playing up in Cairns at the moment. And I had a look at the weather forecast for this coming Sunday for the last game, and it's 29 degrees and about 187% humidity. Um, And uh, I would like to think that I've been living in Australia now for four years, and I'd be actually struggling to just be up in Cairns at all, uh, let alone having to play a game of cricket. So I just uh, just want to put that out there for our Black Caps boys.
2: Yeah, I was having a conversation with Andrew Wu, who's the head cricket writer for the the Melbourne Age last night. And uh, he said to me, Surely you guys can't lose this from here, Australia, about 50 short. I said, I didn't think we could lose from 44 for 5. He said, You guys, you Kiwis have such a complex against us. And then there was radio silence until a little later in the evening when I got a text that just said, I take back what I said. Um, so uh, even even he's experiencing it from the other side, an Australian side. I mean, uh, if we can't beat them in this situation, I don't know when we will. Uh, Gilbert and Oka, I would imagine, Sam, his phone might be running hot today.
0: Yeah, it's uh, well, he's, he's a busy man in general. I think everyone that he? he's uh, got new ties to kind of needing Gilbert at the moment. Maybe that's the secret of success. He builds them uh, up to a certain level, but not so far that they uh, don't get back on the phone to him. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's absolutely a, a, a mental issue rather than a talent issue. Absolutely, but uh, when I look at what what's going on in the situations they they put themselves in, I don't know whether they're spooked or if they if there's an allowment to um, to start thinking ahead, like okay, well we're in this situation, what's next, and not not being able to keep that that killer that uh, in in rugby league we call it you know playing to the 80th minute. I, I feel that same way with the Black Caps against Australia, where I feel like they can't stay invested and involved. But for me, the worst thing was the run chase. The run chase felt like they were trying to stay alive and figured if we bat 50 overs, we'll win. And that's not, that's not a mental approach you can take to Australia and Australia. It, it, it seemed like uh, a very un-Black Cap concept, uh, to, in way of playing cricket, uh, that that was what's was most alarming for me. Yeah,
2: no, I have to agree with you, mate. It was painful at times. Uh, I did see people uh, on my Twitter feed referring to it as uh, the first day of the five day test, um, talking about how how the Black Caps were batting. It certainly felt more like that than it did a one day. This is the panel here on mornings with Ian Smith. We're going to continue the discussion with NRL, NFL, and remembering a great man as well. All of that to come after the latest in news and sport with Araha Hathaway.
0: Big talk, big opinions, the panel.
2: Talk, talk, talk to me, yeah. It's 28 away from 11. Sam Ackerman, Gerard Cronin on with us uh, talking uh, the panel. And the NRL finals are this weekend underway tonight with the Panthers taking on the Eels. Uh, Sam, we'll start with you, mate. The Eels have beaten them twice this season. Are they going to beat them a third time?
0: No. I don't think they will. Uh, I think they're certainly capable of them of it, and uh, clearly with the previous two results. But if uh, if Parra can uh, can knock over the Panthers, that is this final series is, is turned on its head, uh, and you're going to find uh, a lot of teams on edge. And I think it, it, it'll, also the way the finals are played, I think you find teams that well, she's a pinera, they're going to be knocked over. Do we need to up? Our game, do we need to, uh, you know, uh, that second guessing type of style? Because Panthers been so dominant uh, with Cleary back uh, this week, I, I expect it to be a uh, a different scenario. And and Nathan Cleary uh, has been able to prove in his uh, career, certainly at club level, uh, that when he is really under the pump, he can step up. Uh, and I'm 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 expecting him to come back with a, uh, you know, the 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 symmetry and the poetry of being sent off against the Eels five weeks later coming back to play the Eels again is is perfect and beautiful. I think that um, they're an experienced finals team. People thought they might not have enough juice to get up um, last year, but they showed what they're capable of. Uh, A couple of grand finals in a row, this is their time of year, I I back Panthers, but um, man, the, if anyone's going to get uh, under them in this first week, it would be the Eels. So, uh, a cracking matchup and, and cracking matchup across the board. Actually, everything's got a, a story to tell with it, rather than just a, a decent team against a decent team.
2: Yeah, well, I mean that's a, that's the thing, Gerard. Because I mean, we look at the the next game off the uh, off the rank as, as Canberra and Melbourne. And I, I just uh, had Nick Campton on from ABC earlier. Uh, you know, the, Ricky Stewart, the Raiders, they seem to have. Uh, be able to outthink um, Craig Bellamy and his team. They've won the last four times to Amy Park. Um can they send well, I was going to say send Melbourne home but they're already home. can they can they finish Melbourne early?
1: Well, they've got every chance. Uh, Melbourne haven't been looking quite Melbourne Storm-like in, in recent times. Plus, they've had a couple of key injuries, which they've been really trying to cover over, paper over the cracks uh, in the way that they've got Cameron Munster playing fullback as you know, as, as good as he is. Um, but, yeah, I think the Raiders have definitely got every shot of continuing that streak in Melbourne. Uh, it's interesting to note that Craig Bellamy and uh, Ricky Stewart have actually just put their friendship on hold for uh, for just this weekend uh,
2: in order to uh, to get through the festivities of, uh, of tomorrow afternoon. And then we, of course, look, Sam, at the two guys who I think are vying for coach of the year, two relative rookies. I mean, Fitzgibbon is a rookie, and Peyton might as well be. Uh, Cowboys, Sharks this is an enthralling and probably the hardest one to pick.
0: Yeah, I agree. Very hard to pick. And just on that last game, by the way, if you're a Kiwis fan and don't know who to follow, you want the Storm to stay alive with uh, Jerome Hughes uh, and Brendan Smith, in particular, wanting to get some uh, big game finals under the belt for the World Cup. So that if, if you're neutral, don't know where to go. I know it feels um, wrong and a bit dirty to uh, follow the storm, but if you if you're worried about the Kiwis, uh, they're a team you want to see go deep. Uh, as far as that uh, the effort this year from um, from Craig Fitzgibbon has been there's been raps on him for a long time. I thought he'd have everything it takes to be successful. I didn't think he'd be getting um, the Sharks up to second on the ladder in the fashion he has. It's been, it's, it's been remarkable how they've just plugged away, they haven't gone out and dominated teams and be the overwhelming team. They're a team that with a real will to win and I, I think that the, uh, that the Cowboys are going to find that quite hard to combat. I've been really impressed with um, the attacking style that the Cowboys have picked up under Todd Payton, they really want to have a, a, a crack and they utilise their strength so well. They're smart to play uh, when something's not working. They're prepared to go to plan B. They're prepared to shift the ball in, a, in another direction. So uh, I, I'll, I'll lean to the um, to the cows, but I can't say so with any certainty.
2: Yeah, jero uh, where are you on that one?
1: Yeah, look, I actually think that the Cowboys have got every chance of tipping up uh, tipping them up as well. Um they'll be the Sharks will be playing at home, of course, at Pointsbet Bet Stadium, where they do have a, a pretty decent record. But yeah, there's something about this Cowboys team that I just I like the the pieces that they've got in place Their Ford pack is an absolute gun Ford pack. They've got some great edge runners, they've got Jason Domololo running up the middle. Uh, I think they've got every opportunity to to overthrow the Sharks and just get one over them at home. Um, tomorrow, uh, I, th- I think it's going to be um, yeah, quite an enthralling match This could be indeed maybe the closest game out of the entire
2: round And then finally on Sunday uh, The Roosters-Rabbits go again after they went last week It means a lot more this week uh, No Joey Manu of course for the Roosters But Sam, with the firepower they do have Are the Roosters the most likely outside of the top four sides to go all the way?
0: Uh, No, I'll give Melbourne um, that title just again, I know uh, as Gerard mentioned about the papering over the cracks, they're not they're far from full capacity, and by their standards, are faltering coming to the finals. But I, I refuse to bet against Craig Bellamy in a, in a finals context. He's got that uh, that golden touch when it comes here to be able to um, you know lift lift the side and, and find the right moving pieces. But the, the, the Roosters are on a roll, uh, and they are dangerous. From their, their, um any, any team with James Tedesco playing with the form that he's in, and the form of fairness he's been in for three or four years now, um, is always going to be a serious threat. I find it really hard to. Um, chair for any team that's got Matt Lodge, and I include that as uh, during his time for the Warriors um, in that stint. Uh, but it is a, uh, it is a formidable team playing good footy. I definitely think they're going to get up uh, on the bunnies that rivalry is always the X, X factor. Um, you know, Any any two teams that uh, hate each other so much that some, one team creates something called a book of feuds to maintain a, a sense of history between how much they hate each other's guts and how they poach each other's players. Just, sometimes I think they do it just to piss each other off. I don't think they even care whether that player's in their team anymore. Uh, it, it's just about um, winding each other up, and uh, that level of intensity and a sudden death um, environment strap me in, I'm in. You got, I, I know what I'm doing when that game's on. You won't be uh, persuading me to try anything else.
2: Yeah, no, what about you, Gerard? Have you got the Roosters? you got the Rabbits? What do you think?
1: Well, look, I actually um, I, I think that the Bunnies this week are going to offer something quite a bit different than what they did last week. It was a bit of a dress rehearsal-type match um, uh, to open Allianz Stadium, and I feel like now that they've they've got a bit more a bit more firepower coming back. They've got Campbell Graham coming back in the centres, uh, as well as uh, Cameron Murray will be more of a factor. Hopefully, uh, he's, he's recovered from his uh, concussion as well. So uh, I feel like uh, also Damian Cook, huge add uh, back into that. Um, Rabideau's Ford pack. So I feel like they might offer quite a different attack uh, than what they did last week. I'm not saying they were holding anything back. Uh, I'm just saying that they may offer quite a lot more uh, for the Roosters to contend with this week. Obviously, the Chooks will go in as favourites. Home crowd advantage somewhat. Uh, I see that they've had a, a, a bit of a ticketing glitch in terms of uh, South Sydney put supporters not being able to get hold of the prime tickets. <laughs> uh, interesting, that one. Nothing like a bit of home advantage. But um, yeah, I actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip for the bunnies to um, to just spoil
2: the uh, the party there of the Chooks. All right, gentlemen, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave you with this uh, before I ask you to tip a grand final winner. But uh, 1986 was the last time Parramatta won the Premiership, and Top Gun was number one at the box office that year. This year, Top Gun is the number one uh, movie at the box office, so it's obviously inevitable, but uh, who are you picking to win the grand final this year, Sam?
0: Uh, if I if, uh, push for a pick, I go Cowboys. Um, just I, I feel I've got that um, sparkle, something different to them, but it's, uh, I find it really hard to, you know, if, if you ask me to put my money on something, I find it really hard to go past the Panthers. So I've just been too good uh, all year, and to back up what they were last year, with this it's a young team. I don't feel there, um, I don't feel any sense of complacency in what they're doing. Um, but um, my uh, my my tip is the um, is the Cowboys. But if I'm putting it's with your mortgage payment on it, um, Ricardo. But with mine, um, I'm, I'll play it safe with the, with the Panthers.
2: Panthers, uh, Gerard.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm liking the Panthers as well, and that's not just me cheering for the incoming Warriors coach Andrew Webster to succeed. I think that they have, they've set the table, they've done the, all the groundwork over the past few seasons, and I think they've got everything that it takes to go all the way. I actually think it could well be a a rematch grand final of what we might see tonight with the uh, the Panthers Panthers
2: versus the Eels. Yeah, all right, looking forward to that. Now, of course, as the NRL is starting to wind down, the NFL is just getting underway, Gerard. Today, the first game of the season kicks off. The defending champion uh, Rams take on the favourites for the season. The Buffalo Bills have just seen uh, Von Miller walk into uh, the tunnel in the dressing room. He's literally walked in, a cap on, a baseball shirt that is open to the, like, completely unbuttoned, so abs out, chains on, uh, just boss move uh, coming through. Who you got in this opening game, the Bills or the Rams?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I'd just like to point out that's exactly how I walk into the SEN office every morning. Um, also, uh, I, I think this is going to be a huge game. For me, this is uh, such a great time of year. I always think of the Andy Williams old classic song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. People always thought that it was a Christmas song that was actually uh, supposed to be for the uh, for the NFL season. But um, I, I think that this could be a cracking first game to start the year. Uh, Bills, everybody's got all the expectations on them to go all the way this year. They've added some pieces. You mentioned Von Miller. They've added a couple more key pieces as well. Got a bit of a struggling secondary for the uh, uh, for the start of the season, so uh, they may maybe struggle in this first game. Perhaps uh, the LA Rams at home, of course, so hard to beat. Last year's Super Bowl champs. Uh, I, I think this could be quite a high scoring game uh, in prospect. And uh, yeah, I, I think maybe. Maybe the Rams to get home in this first game,
2: but the, the Bills are definitely looking good for the uh, the rest of the season. Yeah, looking forward to that kicking off around 12.30. Sam, uh, of course, uh, our last weekend of having the supercars
0: at Pucky as well. Uh, are, are you heading out at any point? No, unfortunately, uh, my uh, young lad's football uh, commitments down here keeping us in Taranga. I would love to have uh, come up to farewell, uh, Pookie. Listen, I'm I'm not one of those guys who's got petrol um, pumping through my veins, and, and if you are, I suggest you see a, a medical professional about it. It doesn't sound healthy. But the uh, but the con- but the concept of uh, not having Pookie more does bring you know a lot of sadness to me. I, I understand why, right? That Pookie is not up to. Uh, the same scratch that it was, but for those of us who were there to watch Murph dominate, to see, uh, you know, see the the great battles between the likes of, um, uh, uh God, why have I forgotten their names? This is painful. Uh, but uh, Scotty McLaughlin and Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, they they w- would rip it up together, literally ripping, the, <laughs> ripping the tarmac off that poor old track uh, as they were hooning uh, around those corners. It's been a wonderful uh, service servant for. Uh, New Zealand motorsport—they have the the V8s there. I mean, of, of motorsport V8s is the one I feel most partial to. It feels like the rugby league of race cars, uh, and it really has that um, kind of anything can happen feel to it. I really—I I think it's going to be a sad loss, but hopefully everyone just gets out and enjoys Pookie for what it is. Uh, it is going; it has to go for uh, even if it wasn't being taken over by the thoroughbreds. I, I don't think it'll be getting any more races either. So. Sad times, but uh, some very, very good memories for, uh, for a lot of Kiwi fans there.
2: Yeah, and speaking of memories, uh, we lost a great man in the world of sports broadcasting in New yeah. Zealand. Uh, just the other day, Willie Lossay, of course, the Tongan Torpedo, part of uh, Auckland and North Harbour rugby teams over the years. He was a New Zealand under-21 rep. He Captain Tonga to the 1995 Rugby World Cup, uh, 55 passed away over heart attack in South Africa while prepping for the Sevens World Cup. Sam, I know that you knew Willie well, mate. Um, you got a few words for
0: him? Yeah, look, Ricardo, you and I probably would have met uh, Willie about the about the same time, about it would be 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. um, when he came back from Japan and he started working in, uh, in radio and, and the sales area and he, he wanted to get into into um, sports journalism and commentary. And I'll, listen, I was a, a, a reporter barely out nappies, you know, with my ridiculous goat fluff um, uh, goatee. And I got sent to take this guy, this towering colossus for human, out to North Harbour Stadium, where he played, right? This is the team he played for, uh, walking through them and show him how to go cover a a, a a rugby game for radio. I was kind of a bit embarrassed by it, but he was nothing but gracious, charming. I mean, he was like, literally like everywhere we went, it was like, oh, Willie, Willie, Willie!" And here's me trying to tell him what he should be doing. It was it was it was ridiculous. Uh, it was clearly um, you know we would have been seen as beneath him, but he never made anyone feel that way. He never made anyone feel that they were beneath him. He never made anyone feel that their time was anything but important to him. He was great. He was gracious, he was charming, he worked his tail off. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't come in as a former All Black, he came as an ex-Tongan international who played a bit of provincial rugby, and he worked himself up to calling uh, games at a high level, including at the 7th Circuit, uh, where he's perhaps, uh, perhaps best known as well. He did that all on his own. This was not about diversity or this is a time where he needed to pull himself up by the bootstraps and he did it all himself. I've got nothing but admiration for him as a broadcaster and love for him as a human. It's a really sad time and uh, for everyone who knows Willie and uh, has been lucky enough to have him in his life, I send all my love and thoughts, especially to his family because it's... Uh it's sad, man. It's really sad.
2: Yeah, thanks very much, Sam. I really appreciate you uh, you, you giving us your thoughts on Wally. Gerard, thanks for joining us on the panel today as well. Gentlemen, go well. Enjoy your weekend of footy. Thanks very much, mate. Looking forward morning, to it. mate. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Tyre Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au
1: now.